With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Happy Friday. Welcome here to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan with Steve Sipple, as always, as we try to dissect, break down all the news headlines of the week and sip. We took it all the way up to showtime because yeah. that's what we do. We go out and we we hold the show and want to make sure we get everything into, into the show that you want to hear about. And right as we're getting ready to tape this week's Husker Online, uh, online headlines on Friday, um, some breaking news out of Bellevue West. Daniel Kalen officially announced his decommitment from Missouri. And this is big. Because you know what it means. I mean, what does it mean? Sean? You look at the timeline. Dylan Riola d- commits to Georgia Monday. Then from this week on, behind the scenes, you have to anticipate that there was a full court press by Nebraska over this week to Daniel Kalen at Bellevue West, who's been a Missouri commit now for a good amount of time. And, you know, to give Daniel Kalen credit, he, he, had to play the cards he had. In Nebraska, he did not have a committable offer uh, because of the situation with Riola. And he knew that. He understood the situation. And he jumped on the opportunity to go play at Missouri. Well, um, today he announced that decommitment now from Missouri the same week that mm-hmm. Dylan Riola commits to Georgia. Mm-hmm. There were only two quarterbacks, two quarterbacks, that this staff was actively recruiting the cycle. Dylan Riola. Daniel Kalen, I'm a simple man from South Omaha. You're a simple man from Columbus, Nebraska. Doesn't take a rocket scientist, Steve Sipple, to figure out what's going on here. No, it doesn't, and it is significant. I mean, and I and you know, Drinkwitz recruited Kalen hard. I mean, Drinkwitz poured himself into that. This is not small for Missouri, uh, but it's yeah, it's this yeah. You, I, you see what's going on here. It's pretty. It's pretty evident, and it's important. Because this is your, this is the quarterback of the 2024 class, um, and that's that, that's huge in a lot of ways. And it's important because look at the quarterback depth chart. Okay. Jeff Sims, you got him for one year, two years, max. Mm-hmm. He could have one good year and be gone. He could play here for two years. Yep. Chubba Purdy, you kind of know what you have there. Mm-hmm. Is that a guy that Matt Rule is going to build the future of Nebraska around? You haven't seen it from Chubba at this point. Like at this point, it's fair to say. They're not going to say, all right, we're going to go all in to build Chubba Purdy as the guy. And then Heiner Carver, you know, he, he's a talented athlete, mm-hmm. but is that the guy they want to build it all around? Or does he have a better role as maybe a runner and a dual threat guy? But yeah, for Daniel Kalen, he could come in and look at that empty box there. Freshman, redshirt freshman. There's nobody in these boxes. Right. So then he would come in the next year after. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a gap because when the time he would get here, Harburg and Purdy would be juniors. Mm-hmm. Sims would be a senior. And look at those empty white boxes in front of him. So right. for him, it's an ideal situation. He's a local guy. Matt Rule has been openly honest. In fact, do you know who the first recruit Matt Rule followed on Twitter was when he took the job? Who? Daniel Kalen. 
Daniel Caleb. First recruit. And, and I, I talked to Daniel about that. I go, he's like, that's pretty cool. I'm the first recruit he followed. Um, and this is back well, well back when. So he's been a priority for rule. But the situation with Raiola, number one ranked quarterback in the country, five-star guy, legacy, they could not, you know, not let that play out. They had to let that play out. And they did. They did. And it appears Nebraska has operated and moved very quickly to where Raiola to Georgia Monday, by week's end Friday, all of a sudden Daniel Kalen announces his decommitment to Missouri. You have a good relationship with the Bellevue West coach. You have seen Kalen. Sean, what do you think? I mean, how? I mean, you're not. I know you're not a coach, but you you you've watched a lot of football. How would you evaluate Daniel Kalen? Well, he, he's very cerebral, very okay. mature. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a savant. Is is how okay. you know? He, he sees the field. He sees things different. Yeah. You know, talks like a coach. Does he? Like he, he's a. I mean, he, his IQ. When they do those IQ tests, his IQ test numbers are off the chart, and that's what Mike Huffman told me. Um, you know. He, he grew up all the way out in you know the Elkhorn West Omaha area. Went to Bellevue West. Mm-hmm. I believe he was homeschooled. Then he attended Elkhorn St. Pat's as a young kid. Okay, um, here we go. Here's high. Here we go. And was originally Steve going to go to Creighton Prep? Okay. And then um, Play, Creighton Coach Prep. Young. You know, there, there's the quarterback, the recruiting, and things that go on in Omaha. There's a lot that goes on there. And there was another kid named Parker Lizy, I believe, that was going to go to Prep. Mm-hmm. And some of these things changed his mind and then that's when he went to Bellevue West and obviously has gone on and had a great career at Bellevue West last year though was actually his first full year as a starter right um, we're seeing film of him and he is you know you I mean, see the most rocket for an arm yeah you see the most impressive clips but these are impressive clips for sure um so yeah this is this is big as it, it could be Sean as far as the the situation with Nebraska, we, we think it could unfold fast, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think by weekend it could yeah. be over. Okay, over, I mean, over. Because he, you know, well, it come just, on, I mean, yeah, we're not doing anything crazy here. He just decommitted from Missouri. No, I mean, I think step number one has happened, and right. let me tell you, that had to be a difficult conversation with Eli Drinkwitz well, yeah, in yeah. that Missouri coaching staff. Yeah, oh, real difficult. That is, and it's you, late, and you think coaches. Let me tell you, if you think coaches are going to be like, oh, yeah, good for you. No. Like, no, it, it's ugly. I mean, right. those calls, like, I, I'll never forget Chris Walker when he decommitted from Wyoming uh-huh. to go to Nebraska. Which, Chris Walker. Yeah. And Craig Bowl was livid. Right. I mean, livid. Like, let the kid have it at that right. time. And right. that's, you know, these coaches put a lot of work in to win these g- yep. kids and sign them. Um, so for Missouri – to lose your quarterback really this late on May, almost May twentieth. Now, what do they do? Yeah, they're in a in a bind, and they're having some recruiting problems at Missouri. They're, they're, they're you know they they haven't had a great year, and um, but anybody that takes ten steps back and says, look, you know, the Raiola situation, he's an right. in-state kid. You know, there, there's just a lot there that this makes too much sense. There is, and this is recruiting, and it's tough. These coaches, they have to. There's just a lot of things that come up, and you have to be light on your feet and ready to adjust. But there's all, some in some cases, there's always so much adjusting you can do. I would say, thank God for the portal. I mean, if I were Missouri, thank God for the portal, because I mean, I'm not saying it's going to solve solve this right away, but you always have that. You know, you always have that. 
Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Yeah, and, and let's uh, move it on. Yeah, headline, move it on, Sean. Headline number two, I want to talk state track in Omaha. Okay. And we're going to talk about this on the next couple of headlines. Uh, but a lot of impressive numbers and marks came out of the state track meet in Omaha at Burke High School. Um, by the way, it, it's a different event than it used to be. If you remember back in the day, it was a two-day track meet. Friday, Saturday, mm -hmm. and Saturday was some magical day, and it was always a fun event because it would be a clash of all the communities of the state in one venue, mm -hmm. class A, B, C, D. Now they do A and B Wednesday, Thursday, during the middle of a school day at Burke High School, Okay, and then the C and the D kids are Friday, Saturday, and I have not met one person that thinks it's a good idea, <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see how they... Uh, it's a two-year thing that they're on right now. Okay. It was a COVID kind of deal that they oh, did yeah. um, to limit the crowd sizes. Okay, um, But I'll be curious if they actually rework this thing back. Maybe do a three-day meet where there's pre prelims and other things on Thursday and then Friday and still have that magical Saturday. Because that, you know, when you're talking about all-class gold medals, when all the days are worked together, like, look at today, how much windier and chillier it was than the day before. Good point. How do you measure all-class gold medals? Oh, 100%. So there's a lot of those, you know, and the, that that's a valid argument. Uh, but back to the results on the field in that yes. class, Amy. Let's talk. On the track. Let's talk 100-meter dash. Okay. Um, because you had a number of guys. Um, you know, Jalen Lloyd ran 10-4-7, um, took second. It was really the first time he kind of revved up his sports car all year. I mean, it was a it was a slow crawl back for Jalen Lloyd. He came up short to his future Nebraska track teammate Jack Gillyloy from Creighton Prep, and he ran ten four three. But you know, as far as football notes go, Isaiah McMorris ten six five, pretty good. Christian Jones, good. a two hundred and fifteen pound inside linebacker, ran ten eight nine. At West Side. At West Side. And then Davon Hall ran 10-9-1. So all eight of the times are 10-9-1 or better. I mean, that that's it's good. That overall board of those eight times you see from this meet, um, that, that was as good of a group as you're going to see. And there was no Malachi Coleman in that group. And, mm -hmm. and you know, Jalen Lloyd had been limited all year. Malachi uh, Coleman injured. Yeah. He, well, he, he had been injured. He, he pulled his hammy in March. Right. Now, Jalen Lloyd also has battled hamstring and ankle injuries this spring. Like you said, he just recently began to rev it up. We're, we saw some great video there of him in a triple jump where he went 47, 11, and three quarters. 47, 11, and three quarters, which won it. Now, he jumped, he had jumped 53 and a half last year, wind aided. Uh, 50, 50 feet, three and a half inches last year, wind aided. But he won. He won gold, uh, Jalen. Um, but. As we said, this spring has been tough for him. Yeah, and, and the weather in Nebraska in the spring is tough, too, because yeah. er, early in the year, it's cold, it's windy, mm -hmm. and you're not going to put up good marks. Like, this is the time of year where you do it. Yeah. And he he wasn't really able to kind of, you know, train. Like, the 100-meter, he ran an 11 flat in the prelims, but he 
he he's a pro. He knew he knew what he had to do. He won his heat. Okay. You win your heat, you automatically make the finals. You're in. So the three heat winners and then the five wild cards. He got in as the eighth slowest time, so he had to run from lane eight. Okay. Which you know that that's a kid probably that grew up you know always in lane four, five, or six. Right. And he went from lane eight and almost won the hundred yesterday. Um, gave it a run. Uh, but yeah, now he's going to transition to track at Nebraska with football. And right. So they'll report now, now they'll report here for football. May 31st is what you've written. May 30th, May 31st. Um, yeah. And this track team at Nebraska with some of these football players they've added. Um, and Jack Gilloy from Crane Prep is not a football player, but he'll run track. And he he's, he's had a big a, time sprinter. And you look at um, Bryce Turner. Jeremiah Charles has triple jumped 50 feet this year. Jeremiah Charles just jumped this week. He won the Texas State meet with a leap of 49, two and one quarter. Yeah. 49, two and a quarter. So that's a little bit better than Lloyd. Conditions were probably better. Um, but yeah, those, I mean, those, those are two guys. Those are two receivers coming in. Jeremiah Charles and Jalen Lloyd getting it done at their state meets. So the, 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 the what they've done on the track and, you know, this is big. Matt Rule, Ed Foley, all these guys that recruit locally, especially they like they oh, put Jeremiah a lot of Charles into this. was second. I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> and I, I did run into Coach Foley at the meet. Obviously, we can't talk about the recruits there, but he did say, like, man, he goes, This is no joke. The the state track meet at Nebraska, the venue. He goes, When I walked in here the other day, he goes, I felt like I was at the pin relays. Wow. Just the amount of people. And think about what it would be if it was still back in the old days where all the classes were together in one stadium. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get 8,000, 10,000 people in that stadium to cheer on those runners. And some of those relay races are like the four by one and the four by four relays. When you have that many people in a stadium are just magical. Like just the, the energy, wow. you know, the, the drama down the stretch. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been to a lot of Drake relays. I've been to about five or six of those in my lifetime. And, um, you know, that, that was special to see. And coach Foley was really impressed. I know with, um, his first taste of the Nebraska high school. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Cool track meet. Let's take it to headline number three now. Okay, Sean. Uh, Carter Nelson. Oh, boy. Also from the Nebraska High School State track meet. I talked with Carter on Friday. Carter Nelson, the top-ranked player in the state of Nebraska. And I had he they, he qualified for four events because their four by one team got in as a wild card as well. Okay, um, but he only did one event Friday, and this is him in the high jump. I, I caught this on my cell phone, and he missed at six six. Um, so Carter Nelson attempted a six six, went at six four. He hurt his ankle, and he did two weeks ago was running routes, mm -hmm. kind of messing around, turned his ankle again, mm -hmm. had the ankle injury in basketball, and I, I just think. Between it all, it just, you know, was too much. And he had only high jumped one one other time all year, and he stopped at 6-1. So this was the first time that he really tried to go high. Mm -hmm. And it was only the second time in his career he's lost a track meet, he said. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, you're – I mean, watch it. You know, people are watching right now. 
it doesn't have the explosion. That when, when you see that, the first thing I thought was that's not the explosion. I that that, that that's he's jumped seven. He's foot, running with Sean. a brick on his foot, pretty much. Right, mm-hmm. Sean. He's gone seven foot. Okay, I mean that he he didn't get six six there. So yeah, anybody that's critical and say he didn't win, he's hurt. Like he's not right. healthy. Oh, I'm right. not being critical. I'm just saying you see and that, that he doesn't six, have his. Experience. So that was six four, right? Okay, there's six four. He missed at 6'6". Six, six. He missed his first attempt at 6'4". That was his first attempt at 6'4". Oh, four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he, he missed... Th- I, I taped five jumps. The two 6'4s. I'm sorry. And the three 6'6s. Six, and he got the one... He got 6'4 in his second attempt. And because he missed it on his first attempt, that cost him second place. Like, oh, okay. the tiebreakers go... He got fourth. Um, and he was disappointed by it, but he'll get discus on Saturday. Okay. He'll get pole vault on Saturday, and then they'll run the relay. I mean, he's he's got a pretty good shot on the pole vault. He went 14-1, and he got a new pole. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he, he does at pole vault. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see in the discus, too, with an ankle. I mean, because of the way you, you move in a discus, I, I wonder how that'll, how that'll be. But, and Alabama will be there, and I believe Auburn, on Saturday. They I originally thought they were going to be there today, Friday, uh, but – only Nebraska was there on Friday, and that was Ed Foley watching him down on the pit jump. Um, Iowa had coaches there to watch the shot putters. The Iowa uh, head coach? No, not the head coach. Oh, um, one of their Iowa assistant coach. coaches, okay, Cade yeah. Peeper from Norfolk Catholic, yeah, fair. Um, broke a record, and he was there to watch that. A head coach can't be out. No. They call that the Saban rule right? in the spring because when Saban used to go out in the spring, it would just be like a rock star going around and – it almost became impossible because you're not really supposed to talk to the kids during the spring. Right. It, um, that's going to change. Uh, but in the spring, it's just the assistant coaches that go out. Head coaches cannot go out. So what you uncovered today is Nelson Carter. Carter Nelson will take a trip to Nebraska on June 23rd. He's got a Georgia trip June 2nd and a Notre Dame trip June 9th. Georgia June 2nd, Notre Dame June 9th, Nebraska June 23rd. What did he say about any other trips? Um, officials. I think those are the three right now, and he's potentially looking at some other ones. Alabama, Penn State, maybe Auburn. Auburn. I mean, the teams, in, and I think that's where you got to look at. The teams that have actually come to Omaha to see him. I think that that's what you got to go to first. Or Ainsworth? Um, or Ainsworth and Omaha both, okay. yeah. A- to come to Nebraska to see him. Okay. Nebraska, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, Tennessee, Ole Miss, have all been here. Notre Dame has already seen him. Penn State um, on the radar. So I think that's the big thing is what teams this spring have been up to see him in person. And Penn State's one of them. Notre Dame's one of them. Uh, I don't know where Old Miss is at, but it, the visit rule now, you can take unlimited visits after July 1. You can take up, up to five in June. So Nelson has got three locked in. Yeah. And ideally, he would have liked to make his decision before the season starts. But he goes, that could change. I mean, there is a chance that, you know, maybe he delays it longer and, and we'll see kind of where that all goes. But okay. Um, there, I mean, that's a good update on Carter Nelson, Sean. It's also notable, though, for him to take these visits, it's really hard just to even get out of Ainsworth. Like, I just want to trivia here. Where, where do you think he has to fly out of to go on official? Well, events? I mean, would he fly out of like Sioux Falls? So there's three options Sioux Falls, okay. Grand Island. Okay. Omaha. Yeah. And when he goes to Georgia, they're going to have a car pick him up in Ainsworth at five in the morning to drive him to Omaha. Georgia? Yeah. Really? 
because they can do that. It's part of the trip. Um, and a car service will drive you and take you to the airport and then you fly out of, you know, Omaha airport. So you'll drive four or five hours just to take a two hour flight. Yeah. Fascinating. And I mean, I, I that has to be part of the discussion because so, any, so. anywhere you go besides Nebraska, it's going to be really, really hard for your family to see you play. Cause it's not real easy if you're in Nebraska. I mean, both Jake and Sandy Nelson coach and teach at Ainsworth. Right. Jake Nelson coaches track, basketball, and football. Well, yeah. Sandy Nelson or uh, Sandy's a, a coach for volleyball and, and basketball as well, I believe. So I, I just think for the family's sake, you know, are is he okay going somewhere where you know, they may only get down there once a year if they're lucky. Where at Nebraska, you you could theoretically make almost all the home games. But not easily. Still not easy. Honestly, you would prefer an 11 a.m. game because you could leave at like 6 in the morning, make the game. Yeah, I suppose. I Come, don't know but, what, where that ranks in there. But is it a priority at all right. I don't um, know that. for the Nelsons with the distance? Or are they just like, you go where you're going to get developed to go to the NFL? And he did tell me that going to a place that has a winning program is a priority. So that 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 does get your attention Wonderful. about Nebraska because not a lot of winnings going on here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. All right. Headline number four, Logan Smothers. Is he coming back to Nebraska? Is the door open for him to come back for Nebraska? Where is he looking? This is what I can tell you. I can give you a little update here on what I know. Okay. Logan Smothers graduates Saturday. Yes. And his focus this week has been graduating. Okay. Um, so getting that done. With that said, there's been a number of teams that have reached out to Logan Smothers. And I, I think you have to kind of, if you're Logan Smothers, you have to sift through the attention you're getting uh, because some of these teams are just looking at you as a really, really good insurance policy. And some maybe want you to come in and try to win the job. So does he want to be a, a number two again, win the job, but really ultimately the biggest priority I think for Logan Smothers is getting closer to family because his family and him are really close. Mom and dad have been to every game, even during the COVID 2020 year, they went to a lot of those games mm -hmm. um, and, and, They've driven over 15 hours to watch every one of his games at Nebraska. Yeah, and you wrote it. There's there's some jobs that he has a legitimate shot at. Jackson Jacksonville State. With UAB. Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, Jacksonville State with Rich Rod. UAB with Trent Dilfer and West Virginia. Now, West Virginia's not close. Obviously, the other two are. Um, but those are legitimate chances. Those uh, are the likely ones for me. That, that's where he probably oh, ends really? up. UAB and Jacksonville State, for what he's looking for, an opportunity to start and close to home, that's that's two great options. He's had some big-time schools reach out. I mean, he Syracuse sought a visit. Notre Dame sought a visit. West Virginia. Florida Atlantic sought a visit. Um, they wanted him to visit. He's the, he's had a good – A&M, Central Florida, yeah. Mississippi State, UAB. Yep, Utah um, State. Yeah, he's had some good schools. Um, so yeah, yeah. And now you're you, at this point, you do not think he'll be back at Nebraska. I don't think it's likely. He, here's the biggest thing. He's got his degree. 
Yeah. He's walking out of here Saturday with a degree in hand, new coach, didn't go through spring with a new coach. I think for him, it's like this is a perfect opportunity to start fresh. Mm-hmm. I got my degree at this university. I loved my time here. They did. But I think he's thinking about his family now, too. Yeah, I think he did. I mean, the only thing I'm going off is the last time he talked to the media. And he was very – he made it very clear he liked it here, liked it it school-wise, liked his teammates, liked the program. So I don't think he was in any rush to leave. Um, But it doesn't – I mean, this is a good update because that question is out there still. Is there a chance he'd come back? And it doesn't look like it. No, and and Logan's really private. He's not going to say much Mm -mm. about this stuff. Um, You know, NIL, not a priority. I know some of the teams that have reached out, you know, NIL gets brought up, and he's not worried about NIL. Like He wasn't here. No, like I can tell you within the collective, you know, almost every scholarship guy gets some sort of opportunity. And he didn't really even respond. He didn't care. Like it wasn't even a priority for him to get nil. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Sean. So yeah, I mean, and I do. I want to talk about nil real quick before we move on to the next headline because I thought on three had an interesting article about nil and, and yes, yeah, how it's changed so much. It's not just high school driven. In fact, it's phasing away from writing big checks to unproven eighteen year olds to more writing the big checks for really, really good freshman and sophomore transfers? Well, it's a fascinating development because what's what Ernest Hausman's a good example. If you have a true freshman who makes his mark early in your program, like Ernest Hausman or A.J. Allen. Now, Sean, I know these are – it's kind of harsh to say this, but teams will come after your guy. They'll recruit right off your roster, right? And I think people – do people understand that, Sean? Well, and, and people they, understand that and they can get to you and and that that's can you retain your players as much as can you go out and sign new guys with NIL? I mean, that's more of NIL now is more retaining the ones that you have. They're going to be good. Yes and no. I mean, I don't think that Sean, I think it would be inaccurate to say that er, with every player that's a straight up bidding war because we just covered the fact that Logan Smothers NIL was inconsequential to him. I'm not sure that Ernest Hausman, it just became a straight-up bidding war. Michigan's offered me more, I'm gone. I don't think it was No, I think there's some players where that's the case. I do. I think there's some players where it's literally school X has given me this. This is what I need. Like a year ago, like Casey Rogers, it felt like, you know, he saw what O'Shawn Mathis was probably getting to come here. He didn't have anything close to that. And he's like, I'm going to put my name in the portal and get money. Right. Now, but it's not – the, the thing you have to do as a fan and a media member is be very careful not to, to throw a blanket over these conversations because these kids are different. They're not all the same. They don't, they don't all think of it the same way. So I don't know, but it's fascinating. The, the big takeaway from that article for me was the on three article to which you refer was if you're Nebraska and you're not in the upper echelon, you're not a top 15 team and you have a, a true freshman who plays well. Ernest Hausman, A.J. Allen. Yeah, there's some danger there. Now, there is. You want him to play well, but you understand, okay, he's playing well, and what? And you've said it many times, Hausman went to Michigan in Ann Arbor this year and had a bang-up game. Looked great. Well, Michigan noticed. And uh, Ohio State him. noticed, too. Yeah, let's get him. He took. He visited Ohio State, Iowa, and Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's a little. They got a little depth issue at linebacker. Not terrible, but they have a little depth issue. They had an injury. 
and and they're looking for pass rushers. Hausman, I mean, he's not an edge rusher, but he can get to the quarterback. Athletic. So there you go. And Hausman can meet their academic standards, which are fairly rigid. So there you go. But yeah, that's a fascinating article. It's it's sort of to the detriment of high school recruiting. The, what what's happening out there? Teams, big time teams, are looking at other rosters. And Steve, what happens when you transfer once? You're locked in to that school. And so there's You're a real in. value financially, right? If you can get an say an Ernest Hausman, you got it, and you lock him in, right? That's good money spent, right? Because the high school kid you might have, and then he might leave, and you might spend a lot of money for a really good high school recruit, and then he could leave you, yeah, who leaves, and that's bad money spent. Yeah. Hausman's locked in at Michigan. AJ Allen's locked in at Miami. I mean, that's people really got upset with me last season when I just said in a tweet that AJ Allen's got to be a hot commodity in the NIL market. Man, I got hammered. I just got hammered by What's fans. I don't think they understood what the deal was. That's the way it's kind of. He was making good NIL money, though. I, yeah. I I have pretty good. I know you do information on that, yeah. and as his he was play, making real money as his play improved, mm-hmm. his NIL opportunities and money went up higher mm-hmm. last year. So. That was not the issue. And, you know, I, I, I read some people try to say that Nebraska low-balled Dylan Riola. Well, now we know that Dylan Riola doesn't plan to take any NIL money his first year. Right, there's been reports. There's a lot of narrative reporting on just anonymous people. But what we know is Dylan Riola, Arch Manning, some of these guys, they, they, they're they not taking they're not NIL. not taking money. He wants to earn it. He, he, so he's not – that's not a factor. And it, I think it, it, I mean, it's a good point, like – you're going to give some kid $2 million that's ever played before? Well, some schools will do it. I mean, UT's done it, Tennessee. I mean, the, Sean, I don't begrudge anybody who does it. That's, How much money that did we hear that Michigan State receiver got in the portal? Was it six? Uh, eight? Five to seven. Five to seven. So oh, that, excuse me, 500000 to 700000 That's the market for the for top, 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 top guy. Yeah, 500000 to seven hundred thousand, that that was the price range, and we didn't hear that from somebody who does. We heard that from somebody who knows very intimately. Well, and, and we know like the market for like a Casey Thompson was about two hundred. Yeah, for a quarterback like that. Yeah, I, that's I, that, that, that. Yeah, McNamara at Iowa. I've heard two fifty. There you go. So like, I mean, you, you get kind of a the 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 bear the 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 bear. That's for a season, right? Yeah, that's for a season. all the and, I, and and a lot of people don't understand. NIL contract stuff when you sign these service contracts they're one they're one year so at the end of December or January when when the year's over you have to do a new one and how would people know I mean now on three does a good job of covering it but it's not you don't see a lot of coverage of NIL in mainstream media correct me if I'm wrong on three is like one of the only places that does right I mean, Pete Nakos Jeremy Crabtree I mean they're incredible what's right. the like and then the la- the latest story they talked about were you know schools of having multiple collectives and how big of a detriment that can be for a school. You have to have one strong back collective for an athletic department in order to kind of push through. And you know because you, with two there's some confusion, confusion, and it creates issues. So mm-hmm. you know Nebraska technically really only has one, but the athletic department still endorses more than one. Yeah. So it, it's an interesting conversation. It creates too. confusion. Um, you know because there's spots to donate money to the other collectives still, and it's on the university's website, but we know there's really only one that's operable right now. That's giving lots of money. That's, you know, committed to millions of dollars to paying 
Husker student athletes. So um, it'll be interesting to see kind of some of these NIL things in the conversations that come. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, finally, headline number five, busy summer camp season. Uh, we know that Nebraska is going to have satellite camp SIP um, the first week of June. One at Mary Hardin Baylor, which is right outside Waco in Belden, Texas. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have another one at Houston Christian on June 6th on a Tuesday. Um, and Matt Rule and his staff, a number of the coaches will be at these events. Um, but we also learned this week, Nebraska plans to host a postgraduate camp in mid-June. And this is going to be a camp for players that are in college. Mm -hmm. So if you're a transfer portal guy, some of you available eligibility on June 13th or even a junior college player, uh, they will host a camp for those players, uh, a two-hour deal. And my guess is it's just like, let's see who shows up. I mean, well, let's see who looks good. I mean, it's Sean. Now, listen, this is a tryout camp in some ways. Right? Two hours, yeah. Right. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right, in largely, which is innovative. And it's this is this is an example of something that – is, is it's a sign of the times. Um, this is what you do now. It makes sense. It just makes a lot of sense. But it's fascinating. Sean, think about it. A Nebraska football postgraduate camp. You never would have seen this five years ago. No. Now, you wouldn't even have dreamed it. But now, yeah, you're bringing in players who have played. Basically, for I, Sean, am I, am I going too far to say this is like a tryout? Well, and, and there are so many players. Am I, maybe, am I going in, too far? No, I mean, it is. Yeah. And – it might even be a tryout to get a walk-on spot for some of these sure. guys. Not even like not even a scholarship spot mm -hmm. because you know that it's leverage. If if a guy is in there and doesn't have any other offers, you might be able to get one of these really good players as a one-year walk-on. Sure. So I think there's a lot of value, but what it tells you about uh, rule. I mean, they're they're just going to be innovative and in continuing to find new ways to look and evaluate prospects, whether it's satellite camps in Texas, whether it's a fullback camp, a team camp, and now a postgraduate camp. And it's great. $25. I mean, come on. Do you have any eligibility? <laughs> no. 25 bucks, man. Let's just yeah, let's strap it up. We, uh, we show up. We just, we, we come and pay and, and work out for 25 bucks. <laughs> I'm 56. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I don't think I can maneuver very fast. Ro anymore. I still can't believe Robin tried out for the Nebraska basketball. It was like a world Herald story when he was a um, fellowship writer, a fellow writer there. And he, he, they had him do like an expose where he tried out for the team. Oh, interesting. And he went through and like did the workouts. And I mean, Robin didn't play high school varsity basketball. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. He had to try out for the Husker team. Well, this is, yeah, this is, um, this kind of stuff is fascinating to me, Sean. So we'll see what comes out of it. And I wouldn't be surprised. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if something does come out of it. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at all. Graduation, though, Saturday. Players will be off for about two weeks. Till the 30th or 31st. Coaches will be out again next week, though. I know um, Coach Foley will have three days out next week. You know, a lot, a lot of schools are done this next week. No one's going to be in school really after Memorial Day. Okay. So you have 168 days that you can be out right now for the staff. The staff. Divided by 10 staff. Okay. over the spring. 
So it comes out to 16 to 17 days per coach. Foley today, you know, he mentioned to me he's on day 14 right now. So he's got three more next week. He'll get to 17. Okay. And so you really try to parcel it. So if you, you, you had this conversation off air, why not have like Bob Wager with Foley at track? Well, mm -hmm. that would be two of your days. Mm -hmm. So for each coach is a day. Okay. You have four coaches there at one place. You would mm -hmm. burn four days. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, it makes sense. That so makes it, sense. you have to be a little strategic with the days, and you can't talk to these recruits in the spring. Right. I mean, it's a different deal. You're just there to watch them. Is there still bumps? To people yeah, see? but there aren't going to be bumps at the state track meet. No. There's too, too, many, many, too many eyes. Too like, many eyes. If there's a bump, it's like in a closed-door locker room office. Right. I mean, where no one, nobody can see what's going on. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, um, good job, Sean. Lots going on. That was – hey, Sean. It's sort of a fascinating time of year right now. There is a lot going on. And and what I would say is watch this Kalen thing very closely. Yeah, Daniel Kalen, the the wheels kind of began to go in motion with Riola. Then Daniel announces his decommit on Friday. And here we are on Friday afternoon. We're on commit watch now. It'll be interesting to see uh, where that all goes. Make sure you stay on HuskerOnline.com. We will keep you up to date with all the latest. We've got a great special right now, too. Six months of access for $29.99. Like, follow, subscribe to us here on the YouTube page or anywhere you can find podcasts. Just type in Husker Online. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan.